Welcome to the world-acclaimed, world-famous, worldwide, world-known, whatever, podcast, North and Gold Podcast. I am one of your hosts. I am Salt Lake Jake, and I am here with my co-host. Ich bin der nice later, Hosen. <laughs> oh, man. Oh. Uh, what is that? I, I am nice later, Hosen. Uh, I nice, you know what it means. Later hosen. Most people know later hosen's those those adorable German pants. But but what most people maybe don't know is later is German for leather, and hosen is German for pants. So I am nice leather pants with a German twist. Yes, and why are you now? You are the former Alaskan, Tom, which is you know the whole theme of our podcast. We're no longer neither have Alaskans in our name. I'm Salt Lake Jake. You're nice later, Ozen, but you're the former Alaskan, Tom. So why did you make that switch? You know, I so I I wanted some. I I took some time off of Twitter. You do that all the time. This was my first time taking a significant amount of time away from Twitter. And I liked what it did for my mental health. Not that I'm like super depressed when I'm on Twitter, but I just I did not enjoy. Apple telling me via the weekly screen report exactly how much time I had been spending on Twitter. And so that was the change I felt like I should make in my life. And so with the coming back and returning, I kind of wanted to keep just a little reminder of, uh, nah, you got to make sure you're not on here five hours a day. And so it was just time for a change. And, uh, and yeah, man, I love that moment of the rivalry history where my heart was broken, Taysom Hill was stopped, the streak was about to come to an end, and it did not. And then Kyle Whittingham, for some unknown reason to the universe, felt it necessary to comment on the sideline reporter's attire by saying, nice leather pants, just as she was done. He maybe didn't realize it was still like the mic was going to pick it up, or it maybe was some inside joke, but it made me smile in my time of need. Well, it was it was just kind of an awkward, bizarre moment, because that's not who he is, you know? He's he's very kind of, uh, I guess, down to earth when it comes to like the way he communicates with people. He's very organized and and to call on some hot chicks tight leather pants on national TV was just kind of kind of out of the left field and just kind of weird. So that's why you change. You're paying homage to that. Yeah. Yeah. That's I hope of all the rivalry moments. That's one that I want to cling to. That's a, it was, yeah, it was good time. Even though it was, it was a painful loss. I mean, it was bad, but it, yeah, I, I, that's what I love about the rivalry is those, those intricacy, the uh, just unique things that, if I say nice leather pants uh, to a hundred people, ninety nine of them are gonna be like you're a weirdo, and one of them's gonna <laughs> bust up laughing. You maybe have noticed that's my favorite Twitter joke. The Twitter joke that most people just don't get. But one person really appreciates. That's where I thrive, you know. Yeah, that's where you make your hay, man. Right in that, right in that. Yeah. That's your wheelhouse. Um, yeah, man. So welcome back to Twitter, nice leather pants. Um, Thank you. And, uh, we're, we're grateful that the season's here. We're gonna get going. Um, so we got some football things to talk about. But but before we do that, we got to peel back the curtain here and let you in a little bit. <laughs> ben, Benjamin and I just recorded a stellar, a stellar podcast. That was full of laughter, spontaneous jokes, good back and forth, a little disagreement that we came to a, a dis, uh, an agreement on. And then all of a sudden, Benji's computer got hacked right towards the end and <laughs> erased it all. I have, I'm going to throw this out there because I Googled it real quick and learned that I'm not the only one that has had this issue come up. I'm using a MacBook Pro that's like maybe a year old. 
and I sunk a ton of money into for photo processing because I do a lot of uh, I do photography on the side. And so this this is of all the computers I've ever owned, this is one I would expect to not let me down. And just out of the blue, the word bigot appeared on the middle of my screen, followed by a definition of what bigot means. And I was just staring at that like. Well, I've never, I have no idea what's going on. This has never happened to me before. And I thought, surely somebody out there is hating me for remarks that they may be misconstrued because I'm not a bigot. I don't consider myself a bigot, but maybe somebody's attacking me. And so I kind of had a little bit of a freak out. And then uh, after that, that word disappeared and another word showed up with its definition and then another. And then I started to un- un- figure out this is, a, uh, this is a screensaver. But here's the thing. Uh, one year of using this computer, I've never seen any screensaver show up and never that screensaver show up. And then I could not escape it. I was doing every single command. I know how like the four finger swipe up on the, on the control pad, escape, escape, escape. I was like going back and forth to the log on screen and it, it was just a uh... long story short. The, the pages were lost. The 116 pages were lost. We, we will That's never right. recapture what we had, but we can summarize it. We, we were there, Harris's so we wife. will tell you. Yeah, Martin Harris's <laughs> wife took control of your laptop, and, and now she that, did. that gem of a podcast is gone. <laughs> Thank you a lot, Brother oh, Harris. Man. Anyway, so... so, so <laughs> you, how about you summarize our Jaron Hall discussion? We had a good 10 minutes on Jaron Hall. Gosh. Uh, Benji thinks he's going to be the number one pick in the NFL draft. I said maybe not. <laughs> that, was, that was basically what it came down to. Well, we, okay, so we talked about our starting quarterbacks have not officially been revealed, but we both kind of know who they're going to be. Uh, through back channels, Jaron Hall is per- likely the starter at BYU. Charlie Brewer like the likely starter at Utah. And so we were talking about Jaron Hall, and you get, give us a synopsis of why you like Jaron Hall and why you think it's a good choice. So kind of where our discussion led to there is is I like him because um, I liked what I saw from him two years ago before his concussion injury. Um, he was talented. He, I didn't see any glaring flaw in his game other than his propensity to get a concussion, and that worries me a little bit. However, the reason I'm even more optimistic isn't because of what I've seen from him. It's partly because of what I've seen from him, but it's because... He has, and and we eventually, I worded this through our discussion, he was a witness to the caterpillar becoming a beautiful monarch butterfly that was Zach Wilson becoming Zach Wilson. Not just that he was able to study with him and train under him. He witnessed Zach Wilson going from, you know, someone who was somewhat recruited. He had offers at Boise State, BYU, a few other offers. You know, he's a decent quarterback to the number two freaking pick in the NFL. And I think having... That experience has boosted what his ceiling was before. Now, I then went on to clarify, I do not believe Jaron Hall will be the number two NFL overall pick. uh, And I don't even know if he'll make it to the NFL. I don't know if that's his ceiling. But I think his ceiling is higher than it otherwise would have been. Jake then made a beautiful comparison, which I wholeheartedly endorse. Wait, wait. Before we get to that, because that was kind of our (laughs) wrap-up. That was our wrap-up. I then said... I then said, well, yes, I mean, he did He did witness firsthand Zach Wilson's transformation, but, you know, I, I'm, I'm a, I'm a out-of-shape, unathletic, untalented, you know, older dude. <laughs> if, I, if I did the same thing as Zach Wilson did, I couldn't make it to where Zach Wilson is, even if I spent 
car hours in the car to turn Jack John back and watch the film Zach Wilson did because inherently Zach Wilson has much more talent than I did than I do. So the thought was even if if Hall does all that, that doesn't guarantee that he will turn out like Zach Wilson because there's certain intangibles maybe Zach has that Jaron doesn't have. So I was I was trying to trying to give that perspective of let's 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 make sure we realize that it may not turn out the same way despite the work ethic, right? Right. That's what I said. <laughs> We actually we had a really good. I think people would have liked if they could have been here with us before my computer did that thing. Though, though we wish you could have. We had a, a little discussion on Jake Heaps and uh, Marinovich was his name. Yeah, the top guy, I just ship. yeah, I only remembered USC and the Raiders and thirty for thirty. But yeah, the idea of parents saying I want you to be a quarterback, so I'm sinking all this money. That only gets you so far. At some point. Your genes, they, they have to make up for the rest of it. You have to be able to have your eyeballs. Uh, don't use Sorry, I had another computer glitch that got my attention there. Uh, you have to be able to have your eyeballs be able to discern somebody's hands 80 yards downfield while they're moving. It's not something you think about. It's just part of what your brain can or cannot do. You have to have your fingertips be able to put just the right spin on the ball. There's, I mean, there's little things that really can't be taught. Right, yeah. And so we, we, we agreed there that he could potentially do all the same things John Beck, or Zach Wilson does and not turn out to be Zach Wilson. Then I made the analogy that he liked. I was like, it was potentially it could be similar to this. Alex Smith had an incredible... Uh, junior year, he left after junior year. Incredible junior year at Utah, went undefeated, won the Fiesta Bowl, uh, was the number one pick in the draft, had a 15-year NFL career where he started the majority of those seasons, was a three-time Pro Bowler. We know his story, right? Um, but he was the thing that made right. him spectacular was he was just brilliant with, with, with the game, right? And so perhaps... And, and then I said there was another quarterback that watched all that firsthand too, a young quarterback named Brian Johnson. And then Brian Johnson went on to have his own great career at Utah, but not the same level as Alex Smith. He wasn't a Heisman finalist like, like Alex Smith. He didn't have an NFL career like Alex Smith, but he had a, a really good career, went undefeated, won the Sugar Bowl. So I said to him, would you be satisfied if Jaron Hall had that same type of um, outcome as Brian Johnson? And you said... Absolutely. I, I feel like the reason I'm so high on, on Jaron Hall as a QB1 is I don't think he'll be a liability. I think he should be able to step into that spot and not hold the team back, and there are a lot of reasons to be excited about the team. We'll get into that a little bit later, but um, that offense looks capable. Yep, and that's and that's where we agreed, and everyone was happy with our. And it's just such a shame because it was like basically we painted the Mona Lisa, but it got caught on fire, and now we've had someone paint with watercolors what's supposed to look like the Mona Lisa, but it didn't. You, just trust us, you missed an, an amazing special twenty-five minutes of podcast. But uh, anyway, that's that's where we're. And then we got to to the youth starting quarterback, which is Charlie Brewer, and. Uh, I was in the middle of my Charlie Brewer um, dissertation when everything went awry. So here's what I said about Charlie Brewer. Uh, I'm happy that Charlie Brewer is named the starting quarterback for, for this is the reason I shared with my brothers is all throughout camp we heard how close it was. It's really close. It's really close. Rising's doing great. Brewer's doing great. During the scrimmages, they would, they would have their way with the Utah defense, which doesn't normally happen. There's been a lot of buzz about the offense and the quarterback situation, and maybe it's a little bit different this year because we have a really good quarterback. So everyone's like, well, who are you going to go with? And the reason I like that they chose Charlie Brewer was this, because there's one thing you cannot replicate in practice, and that's game reps and game live game fire. Uh, for for lack of a better word, and we know that Charlie Brewer has seen that 
and he's done it started for four years at Baylor and he won a lot of games at Baylor a lot of high level games he led his team to the the Big 12 title game he led his team to the Sugar Bowl he's won a lot of games so we know how he uh handles game situations we don't know that about about Cam Rising because he's only had 16 reps and if I might just take a quick tangent real quick think about what a disaster our 2020 season was man first of all we only played five total games our first two games we had seven scheduled our first two games were canceled we were the last team in America to play a game literally the last team on Thanksgiving weekend was our first game right and uh it was it was it was just terrible. So it starts off with our starting quarterback getting injured for the entire season after one quarter, and then of course ends with the tragic death of our rising superstar Ty Jordan. So to me, 2020 was an absolute disaster, and that's why when you hear a Ute fan say 2020 didn't exist, that's why you feel that way. We're not saying that about Alabama season or BYU season, or we may say it to try and joke around, but we know you know you guys played 12 games, we played five, we lost our quarterback, and our running back uh, tragically was killed. So anyway. So, that all being said, so we know with Cam Rising, he may have a lot of talent, and his ceiling may be higher than Brewer, but we don't know how he reacts in game situation because he's had 16 total snaps in game situation. And uh, so it could be could be much lower as floor. So we know with Brewer what we're getting. I'm happy about it because we got a good team built around him, and we're, it's, it's built to win this year. So I'm, I'm happy with, uh, with the quarterback choice. There is a moment I am so excited for you and all of your fellow Utah fans, at least the, the good ones. <laughs> the moment when you first feel the energy of the crowd, it is awesome. So here's the experience I had this past weekend. I went to a concert. I went to a Foo Fighters concert. And they have been, for years and years and years and years, my very favorite band. I have no idea why they came to Fairbanks. They, they just sold out Madison Square Garden like a month ago, right? They're a legit huh. band. Legit bands don't come to Fairbanks. They just, I think Dave Grohl probably just has this list and he's just checking off everything to, to go everywhere. Because Fairbanks is like 100,000 people, all right? Like total. And so it makes no sense that they came here. But they did. And... The uh, I personally was thankful that they required either proof of vaccination or a negative COVID test within two days of the concert. So it was a crowd, but I felt comfortable being in that crowd and uh, stood in there. I'm like with a large crowd for the first time in forever, you know, probably since the last BYU game I attended in person. And he steps out there and the lights are off. And then he just starts, you know, you start hearing the guitars, chords, and you're like, all right, this is times like these. And, and that song, Times Like These, that totally relates to like everything we've collectively been going through. And just the way that song ramps up live from like just this beautiful vocal solo to like, oh man, it was borderline spiritual. I mean, it was, it was this experience like my wife was telling me afterwards, she's like, I, I kind of felt out of place, but like I wanted to cry, you know, like you don't show up at a Foo Fighters concert and say, I'm emotional, I'm crying, but it was so good for the soul to be in a crowd cheering. And, yep. and I think for so many people that I like, that's going to be that first Utah home game. And oh, so dude, I'm I, so excited for you guys. I, I cannot wait. I cannot wait because it's been two years since I've been in a game. I actually went to my nephew's uh, high school football game, Skyline versus uh, – uh, Spanish Fork or South, South whatever they were. Um, anyway, Springville, Sp uh, Skyline versus Springville, mm -hmm. and I and I was in the crowd at, at the Skyline Stadium, and it was pretty 
pretty packed, you know, in a high school stadium. And you 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 hear the pads popping and the cheerleaders down there chanting R O W D I E and the and the, the crowd the student sections jump in and I was like I told my brother, I was like, dude, this freaking feels awesome to like be here and to be in a stadium and to just be here. So yes, on on September 2nd, when the Utes open up against Weber State and they unveil that new south end zone, and apparently the entrance is going to be incredible. We've all made fun in the past how Utah ran out of the bouncy house. Right? <laughs> yes. And, and apparently it's, I mean, have you seen the, how the Dallas Cowboys enter the field through like a, a plaza of people? That's how it's going to uh-huh. work. I went through yeah. the tour of the stadium, and it's freaking spectacular. The state, the, this, yeah. this new south end zone spectacular. They're, they're, they're going to have a camera on the locker room, and as they walk down the hallway, they're going to pass a giant screen with highlights playing then they're going to come into this plaza level where fans are going to be lined up and they're going to walk through the fans there's red lights on the roof that lead to the stadium then they're going to come out there's fog machine lights it's going to be incredible in that moment I just might cry man I'm not even kidding you I just might cry oh I can't wait yeah how many how many fans can go into that plaza area uh it there's there's 600 it's like the 600 club or something is what it's called oh not 600 Um, people no, no, six hundred people. Yeah, the six hundred people can go down in there. Uh, it, it's that pretty seems big. like a lot. It's it's a huge dude. It's a huge plaza. Like wow, this this, this south end zone is gigantic. Like you can't you, okay. from the exterior it looks good, but like it's three levels deep. There's a restaurant on the top floor. There's tons of sweet space. There's tons of loge boxes. In the bottom level is the club. It's just like it's just a giant cavernous area it's with it's just it's it's incredible and the locker yeah. room's incredible dude the locker room's 5500 square feet it's like four times bigger than my first house that i built when i was first married yeah. like, it's incredible how big it is it's all it's all swagged out with lights and pictures and and music nice. and it's 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 a pretty awesome deal but yeah when that yeah. when that first entrance happens i'm gonna go nuts that's the thing. We talked about this a little bit last season when when we we were asked from our mailbag to like compliment each other's programs and what we wish the other one would do. I really think that experience that matters to recruits is is the noise, the lights, the sounds, the hype. Like Utah, BYU does a good job with hype via the Deseret News. Utah does a good <laughs> job with hype, like pure hype in the moment of the game. You know? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I was I was I was talking about that with uh, our guy Sporty McSports on Twitter. He put out a list. Everyone say your favorite view. Blah blah blah. And uh, one of the questions was game day atmosphere, and I chose Utah obviously because I'm biased. One and two because you know we're, one we allow flags. So like when there's a big touchdown and you look around the stadium and there's 200 flags waving, it just adds yeah. like this element of coolness. And then like the music you play, and yeah, the, the atmosphere is gonna be ratcheted up a notch with this new th- south end zone and uh i'm looking forward to it so yeah man i appreciate i appreciate you uh being happy for us to experience that i can't wait a week from thursday yeah. nine days it's gonna be awesome so this will probably be our, la- our our we won't have a podcast until after the first game um so we'll do it we'll do yeah. a rivalry week podcast so uh, we, we were initially going to jump into why we think utah beats byu and why BYU beats utah but we'll do that the week of the game the rivalry game podcast so we'll we'll, we we'll skip that yeah Yep. So let's just talk about two things then. Okay. Uh, okay. Before we, we're, this is gonna be a truncated podcast because, like we said, we already recorded for like forty minutes and lost yeah, it all. Yeah. So we're we're truncating. <coughs> just trust uh, me though, it was good. It was our best episode. It, it was, was our so best good. episode. So good. I it do. A, I should tell the story again. You. Well, let's talk about our drinks. We can. Okay. okay yeah, we're so. gonna. We're, we're gonna, gonna say re-air. that was a rehearsal, and we're gonna try to word for word recreate what okay. we said because this was a fun moment. Yep. So I'm taking a drink now. Our sponsor for today's episode is Cafe Du Monde, 
in New Orleans. Why Cafe Du Monde? Because I was in New Orleans a couple weeks ago and then went to Alabama for a week at a beach house and we stopped at Cafe Du Monde, which is the world famous beignet and coffee shop. Uh, incredible. I mean, they're they're not they're not that great, but it's just the experience, right? So I got this cup and my ice water is in uh, Cafe Du Monde. What are you drinking? I'm drinking Diet Pepsi because I just came from Costco and it's raining and all my groceries got rained on and there was stuff I had to bring here to the office at work and um, I don't really like Diet Pepsi but it's all Costco has. I really wish I could have Diet Dr Pepper. Do you have Diet Dr Pepper at your Costco? Uh, yes. No, we don't have it at Costco because I just go around the corner and get it at Dick's. So that's Dicks, where I get huh? That's where, that's where I get my diet, my Dr. Pepper Zero. So this is my story about dicks. The nat- it organically came about just like that. That's exactly how we got from step one to step dicks. Um, I, used to li- <laughs> I used to live in Bountiful, as you know. Um, we, we were in real life friends before we yep. were Twitter friends. Our, and we shared, a, shared an office wall. My wall yeah. was your dentist office. Right? Yeah. Yeah. We were, I mean, right there. Um Anyway, I uh, <laughs> I loved the the rec center at Bountiful. It was just like one of the coolest places. I really wish we had a rec center like that up here, but we don't because it's Alaska. There's only a hundred thousand people here. Um, but they uh, so my my kids, my boys were taking swimming lessons. They were probably ages like five and seven, and my wife was dropping them off. And she said, "Hey, after swimming lessons, I'm going to take you guys to Dick's to get donuts." And they were and I was like, that's the that's the place for the donuts around there. And they were both super excited. They were like, yeah. And now they were raised in a pure and wholesome environment where they had no idea what they were actually saying when this happened. They were so excited about the donuts that they then marched into the men's locker room, dressing room at the Bountiful Rec Center swimming pool. Everybody's changing. Chanting together in unison, yes, <laughs> chanting in unison, we love dicks, we love dicks, <laughs> as they go around the corner and out of view, and my wife's like, no, oh, like trying man. to stop them, but they were gone, chanting that. <laughs> That's hilarious. Oh, you never know, man. You ne- never send your un- kids unadult, uh, unaccompanied into a naked dude locker room chanting, we <laughs> yeah. love dicks, so. <laughs> oh man, I think I want to I want to tell them that story again because they they just started high school and middle school and they will appreciate that story a lot more now. Hey, real quick, what's your high school called? There, they're going to. We are the North Pole Patriots. Oh, that's right. And do you have any games against the Juno Douglas Crimson Bears this year? I I should look into that. I bet we do. I think we're already three seasons in, but I've just my weekends have been booked. Um, three games you know, in. Yeah, I think well because they they got to get a they got to get going up here because they they yep. end the season in October with the cold. Yep, we st- I remember um, that as a as an alumni of Juno Douglas Crimson High or Juno yeah. Douglas High School Crimson Bears. We did. We started the season first part of August because yeah. the rainy the rain season starting and then the snow comes in October and it's miserable. So you gotta you gotta get going early August. So yeah, let me know if there's any any uh, games against the Crimson Bears. I'm gonna look into that because um, last year they did not. Last year it was crazy. They played all the interior schools played each other over and over and over again. Because they of COVID? played each, yeah. Because they didn't travel, they didn't leave the interior, and so they had a season. But it was just okay. I'm looking it up right now. North Pole. They just beat Kenai Central 36 to nothing. This is amazing. North Pole's been bad for a couple years. Before that, they beat Chugiak 30 to six. I hate Chugiak. I hate Chugiak. You hate Chugiak? Yeah. I love that place. We just drove through um, from Valdez to Anchorage 
on the Glen Highway. That is uh, one of the most exactly. beautiful drives in the entire world. In the world. world. Yep, absolutely. Yeah, that's, that's the Chugiak Mountains. All right, upcoming Lathrop, Kodiak, West Valley, Diamond from Anchorage, and Ben Ileson. We do not have you guys on the schedule this year. That sucks. Dude, oh, that's too bad. I hate Chugiak. If I recall, it's the Chugiak Mustangs, right? Yeah, that's what so. it looks like. Yeah, yeah. Chugiak Mustangs, man. Oh. Anyway, okay. Well, let's uh, since we since we won't record until the week of the rivalry week. Game, game one's going to be done on our next podcast. So let's do some yeah. predictions for game one. Okay. Um, and then we'll we'll dive back in uh, after game one, recap and get ready for the rivalry week. So I'll start with Utah. Okay. Um, Utah opens with Weber State, which is a sneaky game because it's still Division One AA, but it's a dang good Division One AA. They've won the Big Sky like four straight years, right? And been yeah. in the playoffs like two or three straight years, so they're, they're good. Overall, though, I mean, it, Utah's an upper-level Pac-12 team. They should destroy them. And let me tell you exactly what's going to happen because it happens every year, the first game <laughs> of the year, every year. Utah will be up like 10-7 to 7 in the second quarter. And then they'll be like fourth down, and everybody will lose their mind. People yeah. tweeting, Utah sucks, same thing, here we go, blah, blah, blah. Then we'll end up winning like 27 to 10. That's what'll happen. Because that's how it always happens every year. Even in 2019, I think we opened with South Dakota, maybe. Um, and, and the same thing, Huntley didn't look that good. Uh, people were f- stressing out. And then what happens? We go 11 and 1 in the regular season and win the South. So uh, Utah's going to. I think they're gonna actually, actually I'm gonna I'm gonna up it a little bit because I think with a senior quarterback we're gonna want to show that we've got a, a better offense we've got tons of talent back man on offense so I think we're gonna win 35 to seven over over Weber State player of the game is gonna be Charlie Brewer and uh, we'll be ready for that rivalry game man and it just feels so good to talk football again doesn't it feel so good to talk it about actual right. games especially for us because. Like we said, our season was such a joke last year. It feels so good. Oh, yes. Yeah. Go on. Let's hear about you. Prediction. I like that. I'm I'm looking forward to that second quarter freakout just as much as I'm looking forward to a condescending Utah fan three <laughs> days after the BYU game saying, well, Utah was keeping it pretty vanilla, you know, as a way of saying, oh, we don't want to open the playbook up. The, pa- the conference play is about to begin. We don't want to waste all our good stuff on BYU. <laughs> that's that's my condescending Utah fan voice. They they kept it pretty vanilla. Well, I mean, dude, look how <laughs> look. I mean, we, we've got tr- the track record. You're right; it happens. It's it's, it's like we're it's like we're living in Truman every, Show or whatever. Or every Groundhog year, Day. every year, same thing yeah. every year. BYU is playing the Wildcats of Arizona, pride of the Pac-12. Um, <laughs> <laughs> no, this is not basketball, Benji. Football. <laughs> yeah, the terror of Tucson. The uh, I don't know what do you call it. I it should be an easy game. I'm I'm excited for the venue. Uh, BYU is gonna pack the place. I think they're gonna have a lot of fans show up. It's gonna feel like a home game. Uh, some of my hopes and dreams from that are that the powers that be in Las Vegas just take note of that and say, look what BYU can do to this stadium, and they start facilitating more matchups, bigger matchups, better matchups at that venue. Um, that's part of the reason. The Raiders moving to Vegas, uh, BYU fans were like, yes, this is awesome because this is exactly what we had in mind. Like, this is going to be a cool thing. So I hope the fans bring it. I hope they didn't, don't disappoint. I'm counting on the team to bring it. This is one of those rare cases where I can look at a P5 team and say, 
we've got them outmatched. Like this isn't just we can play together as a team or we have a better scheme or our guys have more experience together. I think we've got we've got to beat talent wise as well. So it shouldn't be close. Um, this should be uh, at least a two touchdown win. Uh, that being said, that's how you lose games is if the players all feel that way too and Arizona comes out with a chip on their shoulder and something to prove. If a player is stupid enough to say what I just said, it might be a different game, you know? That's, yeah. is you got to play those mind games, but I, I'm expecting a two-score victory. Yeah, Arizona's not good, man. They're just not. They've lost 12 straight games. Like, they're one of the worst P5 teams. Um, granted, they fired their coach, Kevin Sumlin, who was an absolute disaster. I mean, just... Terrible recruiter, terrible coach at Arizona anyway. You know, obviously he was better at A&M, but not by a ton, but he was really good at Houston. But at Arizona, it was a disaster. So uh, so Arizona, like I said, man, they're one of the worst P5 teams. They're at the bottom of the barrel right now. So, yeah, you, sh- you should win big. Um, but you never know. You have the wild card that it's a new head coach that really nobody knows much about because he was a coordinator in the, in the NFL for a long time. Who, so, who is it? His name's Jed Fish. He he was an assistant okay. at, at New New England Patriots. Um, oh yeah. Okay. And so and so you never know. I mean, it could be some yeah. you know it could be some hotshot coach that can figure it out. But but yeah, you should win pretty handily. So you remember well, like a few years ago, we talked about this. I had I delved into the numbers of G five coaches who were able to take their teams to great heights. And it surprised me how many of them did it right off the bat. You know, Brian or Chris Peterson, uh, even Kyle Whittingham, Urban Meyer. Um, they both did it pretty early on. Gary Patterson had not had a lot of experience behind him when he took TCU to some pretty good heights. And uh, so coach stepping into a new program, you never know. Sometimes they're capable of just doing miracles. So yeah, e- even that, that's if a possibility. it's just changing the culture, you never know. I mean, yeah. they, they do have a few athletes on their team, so they're not completely bereft of talent. Um, which, by the way, how you like that word bereft? I just threw that out. I didn't even realize yeah. I was saying it. They're not completely You don't have a ber- dictionary screensaver no, on your screen right now, do you? I do not, but way to bring it back. That's good. So <laughs> they do have some talent. So it could, I mean, you never know. But I, I expect 1 0 Utah to be going into 1 0 BYU, where I just purchased today 24 tickets to that game in, in Lillard Stadium. But there's only one you. Why would you do that? Because I like space and I'm social <laughs> what distancing. What if I want to watch it twice? He says. <laughs> I'm social distancing. No, I've got, <laughs> as I've mentioned before, I've got a bunch of siblings and they've now got a bunch of teenage kids and we're all a bunch of you fans. So we got 24 seats together and we're going to roll down there. It's going to be fun, man. It would be awesome. I'm just picturing you with like holding all the tickets. And you're like, that's my seat. Like, no, you're yeah, over there. Yeah. Okay, that's my seat too. Yeah. That's my seat. Because I get the aisle. That's kind of the joke is I have to have the aisle because I like going out in the aisle to celebrate. That's like my oh, thing. Oh, yeah. So wherever we go, I always get the aisle. But with 24 seats, we got four rows, six each. So there's four aisle seats. So I get one of nice. them, though, for sure. Yeah. Nice. All right, brother. Well, like let's. Uh, we're keeping this a little short because uh, of our, our our mishap. We've been recording for like six hours, yeah. it feels like. so. It's like uh, 1 a.m. for you, right? Basically, 2 a.m., 3 a.m.? Bas- yes, basically. So anything else you want to say? Any sponsors you want to shout out before we, we drop off? No, just just be kind. I think our, our sponsor today is, is the words be kind. That's all. That's it. That's the end. I love it. Be kind to everyone around you. I am Jake. Go Utes. Go Cougs.